This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. and welcome to season three episode 22 of seagull social i'm your host maz and i'm of course joined by benjamin and we are not joined by ryan this week uh he is not here this week he's got prior commitments so unfortunately he couldn't move that around so uh we are going to continue as a two uh which is a shame but ryan will be back hopefully for the next yeah well he definitely will yeah. be back for i think we're going to try and preview liverpool this yeah. week don't hold me on that because we are busy people um, exactly, mate. Yeah, exactly. So we'll try. Um, also, as well, Ben, uh, did you have a good weekend? Apart from obviously the um, great result. Yeah, mate. Well, I tried to. I'm trying to enjoy my life. I'm trying to do a dry Jan or a damp Jan, um, which is why I've got a glass of wine here instead of my Brian of Albion mug. Um, no, genuinely, I had, it's so hard to do things that don't involve going to a pub. I realised. So, like, if it's especially if it's raining, yeah, we're going to play golf yesterday. We were gonna, we were going to go and play golf yesterday, but obviously it was awful weather, so just went to the gym and then went to Nando's and watched a Brighton game on the phone. So, really good fun. What about you? Sounds stupendous. Um, I went to Glasgow this weekend for a mate's mm-hmm. stag. Uh, ended up going and watching the Glasgow Rangers and Kyogo. So um, that was uh, good fun. Yeah, Celtic. Wait, did you see Rangers or Celtic? Celtic. Oh, right, Celtic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the first half was absolutely tragic. I literally, I went, it's like watching Brighton if we, uh, when we're in League Two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was honestly tragic. Like, I genuinely reckon we'd beat them 7-0. I, yeah. Like, they are not good. But then the second half, they, well, they scored one in the first and then they battered them in the second half and it was Kilmarnock, so. Who was their, like, standout player, do you think, for Celtic that game? Um, oh, I can't pronounce his name, but it was one of the Kyogo. Japanese trio. No, it wasn't Kyogo. It was Hi- the uh, Mate. No, Mate. not Maeda. Maeda was very no. good though. Maeda yeah. could have scored like five. He was he always, he got in some really good positions. Uh, Kyo- just, I swear they only have two. Or was Maeda no, it's three. three of them. It's three. Kyogo, of them. I want to say Hiromata, something like that. Hiro okay. Hiromata. I just think it's him. Names, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, apologise for any Japanese fans listening. We apologise. Yeah. Which but, there um, might be because of Mitoma. Exactly, exactly. But no, the Japanese trio were very, very good. He actually got man of the match. The, the I think his name's Hirotama. I really <laughs> I'm just going to quickly check it out because I actually feel really bad. Let me, just yeah, quickly, right. let me just really check. Well, we, at least we've got our own Japanese and Mitoma again, obviously, was unbelievable. Uh, oh, sure. there you go. Pop. I've, actually, I've, actually booked, I've actually butchered it. It was Rio Hitate. 
Hitate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why yeah. I said. Uh, but yeah, Rio Hitate. Very good player. Sign um, him up. And if, and if I could sign one player from the Celtic team, Ben, mm-hmm. it would probably be... I felt like you had already thought of that. <laughs> no, I just thought of one. The way you delivered that. No, um, I, 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 do you know what? I was really impressed with Carter Vickers. If we need a backup centre-back, Cameron mm. Carter Vickers... I know we've got very, we, we, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So anyway, without further ado, we've been waff, I, I've been waffling. Anyway, we'll get into the Middlesbrough game. Another fantastic result, five-one away from home against as we we talked about in the last pod, a tough Middlesbrough side considering the upturn of form since Carrick. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Championship side, which you know isn't quite the Premier League standard. But in the FA Cup, Maz, this weekend we've seen a lot of upsets. A lot. The magic of the FA Cup. The magic of the FA Cup. It's it's here and it's kicking. Yeah, exactly. there have been some really, really surprising results. Even just like, what half an hour before we start filming this, Stevenage mm. came back and beat Villa, and they're yeah. I think they're in League Two or League One. League um, Two, I think, so mate, yeah. anything can happen in the FA Cup, and to to to, to dispatch an informed team who are playing really, really well, who have Akpom firing to dispatch them five one was incredible. And what I actually loved, and it gave me a bit more respect for uh, for Middlesbrough fans, was a lot of the Middlesbrough fans and people that were watching the game. Gave us a lot of credit. They were like one of the best teams that have ever been at, well, sorry, not yeah. ever, one of the best teams that we've seen at Riverside for a long, long time. Mm. Um, and just saying that it was actually, they enjoyed watching us play football, which is quite a sermon to be fair. So respect Mate. to those Middlesbrough fans that did have the balls and respect to tweet some of that. That was, gen- that was genuinely, I, I know I've mentioned it already, but like when I sat there the first half at Celtic Park, I was literally like, I'm so lucky to watch the football I'm watching <laughs> at Brighton. Like generally, like, the, the standard was so such a stark difference between Let's say when I want to watch Arsenal, I know it's Arsenal top of the league mm. and obviously Brighton who, are, who we're flying. So obviously it's going to be a very top quality game. But just watching the quality of Brighton versus Arsenal in comparison to Selwick versus Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. Um, yeah, it's just such a stark difference. So yeah, I think we play some fantastic football and yeah, the credit we're getting, I think is just overdue. Like we've been playing this this football, I think for the last two years probably. Like, Obviously, on the Potter, we were so Even positive. More, yeah. We were getting really good results, and and we were getting plaudits. But I think everyone attributed that to Potter. Mm. I think that's what I felt like. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's Potter. Oh, yeah, Potter's done that." Like, no credit to the players. Yeah, any other managers, they're just going to be awful. Yeah, exactly. Brighton are uh, over when we when we were getting rid of Potter. Well, when Potter <laughs> was on his way out, everyone thought Brighton were finished. Yeah, but they didn't know we had Tony Bloom Ben. So, yeah, exactly. They can take our staff, they can take our players, but they can't take Tony Bloom. But Todd Bowley will probably try and find a way to get (laughs) them. (laughs) He'll make him like assistant chairman or something like that. (laughs) Find a new role for him. Make make him like um, partners. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that that would be, be that that would be like the saddest day in yeah. recent that's when Brighton we're times. Over. That's when we're over. Yeah, that's when we're finished. When when Tony Burton leaves, we are finito. Mm. Um, we need to we need that... to put him in a cryo chamber. Just keep him. Just keep him fresh. <laughs> put him put him to rest for a few years. Obviously, when the time comes, but get him back in the future. Yeah, fingers crossed. Or we, fingers or, crossed. or we clone him. That's the other option. Um, yeah. So it's or we just freeze him he just trains him. trains one of his sons up. I think he's got one or two sons. Then we're, we're in, we've got generations Bash. to come. Yeah, Bash. right. Back Real to football because we, we yeah we, we we got sidetracked. Right, first goal. Um, it was an element of not luck, but I mean, but March could should have finished it. Been basically shouldn't he? Ben yeah, uh, sure. Ferguson crosses it in. March of old, uh, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, Mar- Mar- <laughs> yeah, March of old. One on one with the keeper. Uh, you know, we could say good save, we could say bad finish, either or. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, good good little finish from Pascal Gross to make it 1-0. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the goal, Ben? 
Um, like I said, you know, Pascal Gross reads the game before everyone else. Maybe he read that situation or maybe it was luck, but you make your own luck. Uh, it was a very, very good finish. First time finish, I believe, tucked in the bottom corner. Yeah. And that's when you thought, yeah, that's the Premier League side, just taking their, being clinical, taking their chances. Mm. And from then on, you think it was going to be right. Um, but obviously, I think actually going back to it, I think Purvis' opinion was very crucial in that. Class. I think he, um, in the whole game, obviously, but I think he intercepted the ball mm. and then won it back and then, that's where the chance was created. But um, yeah. obviously the Middlesbrough Cape bloody got back in the game, didn't they? Pretty, yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah, made it one all. Just quickly on, on Estepinian. I just, I actually shout out to both fullback. I thought Lamptey and Estepinian were mm. key in pretty much all the good stuff we went Lamptey's found we his did. level. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking. It's Bantataric, I love you. You're very, very good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, shout out to... No, I thought Lamptey and and Estepina were actually class. Mm. I thought they were really good going forward. Um, And they were, yeah, they were key in a lot of the good things we did going forward. And and I think uh, Estepina had had in two or potentially three of the goals. Um, So yeah, yeah. yeah. Big big shout out to to the fullbacks. I thought they've done a really really good job, and uh, yeah, going to the goal, the equaliser, Chewback Pop, as we again discussed in the last pod, as we predicted, he did turn up, and uh, we've got to talk about though the build up, Ben, don't we? Because we we both mm-hmm. noticed that Colwell probably wasn't at his best. I think that's fair wasn't to say. His brightest moment. Yeah, so yeah. he initially gave the ball away, um, which then obviously Middlesbrough went on the attack. And then he got beat in the air by Akpom for the goal, which that again, that's not necessarily a mistake at all because people can, you know, get. We're beat talking in about Tuba Akpom now. We're not talking about Tuba Akpom was at Brighton and yeah, obviously had an awful time and went to PAOK and I think it became a legend there actually. To fair, but he was playing in the Greek <laughs> league of all places. But um, yeah, this is a Tuba Akpom that's in hot form, mm. which is mental to say. And also, yeah, like Ryan said in the previous episodes, linked with Palace, so. Tough to concede to him, but also he's a striker on form and he knows where the goal is at the moment. So maybe we can cut a little bit of slack yeah. for that second I, I, part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like getting beat in the air, that's not, I don't mm. see that as it like happens. A, yeah, it happens. Exactly. But the, the pass that, you know, the loose pass um, yeah. where he gave the ball away, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe just lack of concentration. Maybe just wasn't. Uh... I've noticed actually, Maz, recently <laughs> from whenever uh, Cole was in possession, he has these parts of the game where he'll just stand still. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing it to like assert a dominance on the team when they're not pressing and stuff like that. He will get the ball and he'll just like stand still with the ball at his feet and not like look to move. It's it's quite a funny it's quite a funny that. thing to say. It's a bit yeah. of a confident flex, but he does that a fair bit. I quite like seeing him do it. I, I, I think it's more like can maybe get caught out. he's assessing like assessing the situation, mm. assessing the the. But you never see centre backs just stand still and just mm. like be like, look, come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. So with that equaliser. Uh, two back pom, yeah. Disappointing uh, goal to concede, I thought. But yeah, Middlesbrough, like we said, they, they're a decent side. You know, nothing. I can't be angry at that. To be fair, mm. but then I thought the way we, it's like, do you know what? Going from like one all, I think the Brighton of old could capitulate there. Like we'd yeah. be like, ah, oh, one all. Let's you know, let's just like see the game out, as in sort of try and get through to half time, wherever it might be, and uh, just just sort of get a result in some shape or form, might get a bit scared, get a bit shaky. Mm. Um, but then, like, what, I don't know what deserve he's done, but he's still... Yeah, what is he feeding him? We just yeah, score yeah. goals for fun. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, no, we're really good going forward. And I actually had a question for you a bit later on about uh, Deserbi in, in general. But, yeah, I think just the mentality now around Brighton is that even if we go concede a goal or go 1-0 goal down, it's like we, we can't be... 
we, we don't know where we're beaten and like we can come back and it's not really a, a big problem if we do go one all or one nil down. Whereas before, if we went one nil down, our heads would drop and not be like, oh shit, we're going to concede potentially two, three, four goals here. Mm. Uh, like even Arsenal, a great example, you know, like we went, uh, they battered us like for, for a period of time. Yeah, but then we came back like the and in the second half, in the second half, we, we could easily have drawn that game. Yeah. You know, if it weren't for VAR and, you know, a few other things that didn't go away, like, we could easily go got our draw. So, yeah, for me, that has really, I think that mentality now that we've got is super key. And, yeah, I don't know what you think. If we've just got loads of, we've got loads more attacking players that can see, find the goal. Like, is it, like, is Matoma. Matoma was really involved in the second goal, I believe, uh, Lilana's goal. It's just mm. give the ball to Matoma, basically. And he's, he'll do something. He might yeah. dive, that like we obviously talk about, but he also might set up an Alana. I don't know if, I think it was a volley into the ground that went over the keeper or something like that. And yeah. Alana obviously having like an easy tap-in. But yeah, Matoma is just, when you've got him on the pitch, an exciting player like that, you're always going to get, it seems like you're always going to get goals. Because every time he plays, we score a lot of goals. Yeah. And obviously, I, I... Graham Potter was previously quoted for saying that um, we, I think when we had that game, that spell of... Uh, seven games without a goal here is like people expect oh, yeah, club yeah. people expect teams to score goals it's not a basketball match and then deserve deserve being our last like four or five games we've got like 17 <laughs> goals something like that yeah. <laughs> just putting him to shame um but yeah. yeah we just we are in hot scoring form mm. and yes we still need a striker uh, will be my point still but yeah when you've got players like matoma on the pitch you're always gonna score goals yeah. i think yeah and with regards to um the midfield now. Well, so actually, before I go on to the midfield, actually, I think the fact that we went, because let's be real, that starting lineup was pretty much our starting 11. I think maybe with the exception of the line, obviously McAllister being on the bench, I think that was, oh, and obviously Dunkey being replaced by Van Heck. Right, yeah, who, Van Heck came in. Who yeah. actually played very well, by the way. Um, mm. and I'm sure we'll get on to him as well. But yeah, aside from Dunk and McAllister, that was pretty much, and you could argue Trossard potentially. That's what I'm saying, because we keep you, you keep know. doing these exceptions, and because oh, we also there's, I think gen, genuine matter. I think it's just our squad is so good. So any like we said in the previous episode, any like eleven you put out, mm. you could you could argue that's yeah, our best true. eleven because we've yeah. got so many good and informed players at the moment. Any team we put out, you just think yeah, that's a very strong team. Yeah, like, we've just true, got a, we've just got a very very good squad with yeah. great depth. Like, apart from it's class, it's class. But then it's, I suppose the question is then, who do you start next game? Like for the Premier yeah. League game. Who do you start against Liverpool? Like for your, I'm assuming obviously McAllister comes mm. in. Obviously Dunk will replace Van Heck. Uh, Alexis do play, starts. Do you play? Do you play uh, Veltman instead of Lamptey? Do you uh, drop Pascal Gross because obviously he's been playing class? You don't, I don't think personally. Mm. But then who gets the chop because someone has to go? So it's know. like that's what a do you do? That's a headache. It's a headache yeah. that you will want managers do like, but that's tough. Like, like if I was. Putting my smart hat on, you would say Veltman over Lamptey just because, you know, Liverpool have got really good attacking power. You might laugh because they've got Nunes, but they've got Gakpo recently, mm. um, who's a talent. And he'll be playing on the left-hand side. So it'll be a battle between him and Veltman, who obviously probably has played against him or will come up against him in training for the Netherlands. So maybe that would be the smart decision to play him instead of Lamptey. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a headache that the Zerbi will want to have because all of his players are playing really well. Mm. And considering we can't answer the question... Everyone's listening now. In the comments down below on YouTube or wherever, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, let us know your starting eleven for Liverpool. We want to know who you're going to start because, yeah, the selection headache is going to be a madness. And of course, if you are new here as well, we've got to give it a little plug. We don't really usually plug the pod, but if you are new here, please do hit that like, subscribe, 
buying on YouTube if you're watching it. Because, uh, yeah, it does mean a lot to us. Uh, so this is the point yeah. where YouTubers always say there are 70% of people that watch this that don't, aren't subscribed. We don't know the stat, but we're just going to say 90% of the people that are watching don't aren't subscribed, so just subscribe. Yeah, just do that. Please, please do it. We, we, we beg, we beg. Um, but uh, yeah, and also put your starting eleven in the comments. We yeah. want to know. We want to know who you uh, who you think should start. But then, yeah, going on to the third goal. Um, the we got this was the magnifique, uh, uh, outstanding. It was. What other superlatives do we have for this goal? It was magic from Mac. Yeah, the return of the return Mac of and the, Mac. the flick. The little flick goal he did for the third was just sensational. Um, yeah, good good play to be for, uh, I think, was it Ferguson who put the ball in? I thought he was great. Like He was involved yeah, in all, he, he was played the through well. by one of the Brighton players, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we just got too many to remember now. Um, and then, yeah, Ferguson, he held up the ball really well and then yeah. obviously gave it back. He didn't, he, I think he tried to look for a shot, didn't he? But then he just yeah. kind of thought, no, I'll be sensible and gave it back to Brighton in possession. Yeah, Perv, it looked like, did you reckon it was a cross oh, Perv, or a shot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Perv- did you reckon it was a shot? Or no, cross? no, no, no. He put no. a lot of well, power into it though, didn't he? yeah. Yeah, it didn't actually feel like a cross, did it? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was only he will know. I suppose. Just a hit and hope. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the way McAllister finessed that and like just because uh, um, when you watch the highlights back, um, the commentator actually goes, "Oh, it's just it's come off it's come off McAllister as mm. if it, it perfectly." Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like Purvis just accidentally hit it, and yeah, it's just clattered off <laughs> McAllister and it's gone in. Um, but yeah, of course, when you watch it back, and, and then the commentator corrects himself, goes, "Actually, what a goal!" Like, mm. and he and he had to correct himself because he's like, "Yeah, that was an incredible little flick." So yeah, I think the way it came at him and just to have that know-how and awareness, yeah, and, and just have the the awareness of it, just to be able to do that and mm. to have the skill to do that as well. But I suppose he's a World Cup winner, isn't he, Ben? So you can tell you know. he spent you can tell he spent six weeks with Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah, <can't> you? <laughs> yes, you can. You generally can. And then obviously the free kick after that. I think it was after that. Hits the post like that was an unbelievable mm. free kick. Imagine if that went in, and then yeah, oh, like you said, you could have could have had a hat trick. But yeah, that no. that goal, the flick, we don't see that a lot from Brighton players, no. um, but you can tell the quality is going up. It's gone up a level, hasn't it? Under the Zerbi. at the start, we were very very good, but we've gone up a notch. And imagine if we go up another notch. Yeah, that would just be scary. Yeah, but scary I, times I, other people. As I was, <laughs> scary, scary hours. Scary hours. <laughs> scary hours. But I, I would actually. Um, what was my question to you it was going to be actually uh, it was about I can't remember Alexis maybe yeah Alexis yes yeah um, with him obviously he's been sort of being eased back in eased back in and you expect him to start against Liverpool mm. with regards to the, the the expectations now do you think as fans now we're going to expect him to put in 10 out of 10 performances because he has now gone a well won a World Cup he's obviously well, recently when he's played, he's he's looked really good. Also, he scored two goals against Middlesbrough. Do you think he's now going to have that like big, big expectation on his shoulders now from Brighton fans, or or just, or just generally from fans? Uh, I think I think from the media. I don't think the fans. I think it would be unfair for the fans to expect him to suddenly be an incredible player every single game, week in week mm. out. Like he's still a human at the end of the day. I think he's definitely improved. You can tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would be unfair for Brighton fans to think that he's going to carry the team will be a 10 out of 10 every single week. But yeah, like I said, the media probably will just because they overhype players and they like to see people have a downfall when they start flopping. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think the media will be talking about him a lot. Um, but we just, I think we know what we've got with Alexis, don't we? No, hundred percent. And Maybe? then of course, he, yeah, no, I agree with those points to be fair. I think it's, um, 
yeah, like you said, he's only human. Unless you're Lionel Messi, which he's not, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you Looks can't like be, him. Yeah. You can't be, you can't be put in 10 out of 10 performances every week. Um, but the level he's playing at, you know, the fact like, someone made a good point, um, I think one of the commentators when I'm watching Man City versus Chelsea, they were talking about Julian Alvarez and how like, he's matured and I think Kepa was trying to give him some verbals before yeah, he took his penalty. Pen. Yeah, and I think the commentator meant he was like, uh, oh no, I think it was Gary, uh, Gary and he was like, I don't know what Kepa was trying to do there. The, the guy's played in the World Cup final and he's like had that kind of pressure. I don't think Kepa coming up to him and talking to him in an FA Cup. <laughs> the skinniest side, keeper in the league. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to do anything to his, to his things. But so yeah, applying that same logic to McAllister, like for him to have played at a World Cup final, to win, the, to have won the World Cup final, the, that, that must surely put you on another level, as in mm. you, your confidence. You're like, I'm a World Cup winner. Like, you'll be, you're going to be I that imagine. For, for the rest of your life. I imagine some of the players that will be, I imagine surely some of the players will benefit off of Alexis being a World Cup winner and having that training with Lionel Messi. Like um, maybe I'm just chatting at my arse here, but imagine if Alexis watched Messi play for like six weeks straight or train six weeks straight. Surely there's some things and techniques he can tell and see so. So Enzo, players that play a similar role to Messi. Maybe, maybe I'm chatting at my ass, but you'd think that maybe he will have seen things and gone, yeah, that's something that CISO could do or, do you not think? Or do you reckon oh, that's waffle? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it's the last to be honest. But no, no, I, I, I there must be some get, things he's picked up. No, no, I get where you're coming from. I think mm. him personally, for sure, like his personal development would have gone on like leaps and bounds being with that Argentina squad because the quality around that squad was, was immense. I don't know how he could apply that to other... Like, he wouldn't become a coach, would he, I guess? No, ex- no. Ex- exactly. Like, he'll be focusing on himself. Um, but I'm sure, like you said, the effect on the squad... So, like, imagine all the lads. When he came... You know that when, like, we did that amazing little yeah, um, presentation for him? With all the, the you know, the uh, confetti. confetti and all that. Like, imagine after, like, oh, so, Mac, like, what was it like? You know, like, just, just chatting to him about it. Like, well, you know, what did you learn? You know, mm. what did you do? What did you get up to? And just, like... And it must motivate them. They're like, well, Matt can do it. I'm at Brighton. If McAllister can go and win the World Cup and become this kind of like amazing player, I can strive towards and becoming an incredible player and achieving, you know, massive, massive things in the game of football. Mm. So I think just like inspiring the squad, I think will be yeah in itself. Yeah, he'll inspire the squad for sure, I think. Um, and hopefully be like, look, I'm at this level. You boys got to come with me. I'm, mm. I'm going to bring you up to my level. I think that's what will happen uh, rather than him coaching Sarmiento. How, <laughs> how, how to do him, how, and then Cesar, how, how to do him, how to do a, a Messi boy, run. <laughs> a boy can dream. A boy can dream. And get a Messi, get a Messi, get a Messi. And get a Sarmiento, and get a Sarmiento. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it, but um, good <laughs> no, effort, good, good effort nonetheless. Um, and then finally, and this was actually quite a bit of a, a talking point, actually. Um, so the fifth goal, of course, Dennis Undav. Uh, and a great finish, to be fair to him. Solly March played it into him. I'm not gonna lie though, and I don't. I hate to be that guy, but I just felt like everyone has sort of just stopped playing. <laughs> like the tempo was no. just no, but the tempo <laughs> was just super slow. Like he, he was literally like just on it's his because they were watching like, Dennis Undav play football and they were like, yeah, "Cool, look at this baller." Um, <laughs> yeah. No, you know well, what? Well, when, well, he, no, when he was emotional, was late on in the game. You yeah. know when he got emotional, I immediately felt some sort of pain, and I felt bad for him. Oh, and also, I I felt bad. Because of maybe the jokes I had made previously, saying that he's—I don't think I ever said he was a finished striker by all means—but I mean, I think I was—I think I just disregarded him as a Brighton player, really, or to have any hope. And I felt bad when he cried because, like like we said about Macassar, he is a human. He hasn't really had the minutes. If you're looking at it properly, 
And this might, may sound like I'm changing my tune because he looked upset when he scored, but I think I'm just kind of stating the facts that like he actually hasn't had that much time. And when I'm saying, oh, he's like a finished player or whatever, as a joke, it's a joke, obviously. He's not a finished player. He's a Premier League footballer at the end of the day. Mm. But um, I did feel bad when he when he got emotional because it just, means a lot. Yeah, no, 100%. And just put it on record, um, I've never slagged him off. So I don't um, think I actually have either. I think I've probably just joked that he's just not, no, no, not up to, to the level. Fair, to, to, be fair, to be fair to yourself, Ryan and I, we actually, we've never... Like, like you said, Ben, we've never actually outrightly said he's a terrible player. And, and I generally mm. still don't think he is. Because to score the amount of goals he did at USG, uh, albeit the Belgian league, and we could talk, that's a different subject altogether. It's a conversation, yeah. So, yeah, still, still to score that amount of goals in any league takes a lot, like, you've got to have a skill. Like, and, and by the goal against Middlesbrough, you can tell he can finish. It was a yeah. great finish. It was a great strike. Um, but... Yeah, and again, it's not to say that he's done, but my question, unfortunately, does have to be... Is he would done? You st- no, 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 no. Do, then would it's you done, keep- Dan. Would- oh, Sorry. That was pretty good, to be fair. I'll yeah. give you that one. Um, yeah, is he good enough to be a squad player and come off the bench and impact the game? Because I think when he has done so, and the reason why we potentially in the past have said, you know, is he good enough for Brighton? Is he going to make it? Is because he, his performances haven't exactly you know, giving us hope, so to speak. But I suppose, is this, the, is this the turning point? Is this goal against Middlesbrough? Obviously, like you said, his emotions pulled out. And um, and I, I loved seeing that. I generally, like, I love people putting their heart on their sleeves and also the showing players emotion. Also, the players up to him. That was, yeah. That was, that was sweet. And, oh, do you know what I loved? Uh, my favourite part of the whole thing was talking to McAllister. He literally, because when he noticed him crying, so at first, McAllister goes and hugs him. Mm. And when he notices him crying, he sort of grabs him. And as people start joining, he sort of covers him. So that's oh, just really? like so the so the cameras can't see him. Yeah. So he sort of like covers him and goes a bit like higher and makes mm. sure like everyone's sort of covering him and not letting people see that oh, he's that's crying. Sick. So I thought that was yeah, I thought it was really lovely from McAllister. Mm. Like it shows that he cares a lot. He's becoming and a bit he, of a leader, isn't he, McAllister? Yeah. Obviously, no, exactly. Um, so also as well the fact that as they're sort of getting more close to the centre circle, uh, everyone sort of dispersed and then McAllister stuck with him and just like kept like you know like oh, roughing that. his hair and mm. you know putting his arm around him. So yeah, I thought that was great. Um, that was really, really nice. And 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 like you said, Benny, he's a human being and you know he's obviously went through a bit of a tough time adjusting, getting used to English football, um, and obviously not scoring goals, which is what he's usually used to in his yeah, bread and butter. Yeah. When you're not doing your job, it's, it's your when you're job. not doing your job, it's actually it is quite, probably quite un, uh, unmotivating. You know, when mm-hmm. you're paid to do something, one you're not getting the minutes to do it, or maybe yourself in training you're not living up to your expectation, or you're not doing as well as you think you should. Because there's obviously a reason, like it is a game of football. There's obviously a reason why Ferguson's now starting ahead of him. Maybe in training, Dennis Undav isn't performing as well as he should be. Maybe there's stuff going off the pitch that we don't know about. Yep. There's a lot of factors that we don't know, but also it's up to him to impress in training. But it does seem like Evan Ferguson has taken that step in front of him. And it's probably second striker, Evan Ferguson, third striker, Dennis and Danny Welbeck, still yep. probably the first team, first choice striker for De Zerbe. Yeah. But um, it's hopefully no, that will be some confidence for Dennis and Dav and he can yeah. yeah take that forward. So question is, do you keep him this window or do you loan him out? Um, I know I, I know I do. I'll be honest, probably before you before he scored, um and if you asked me last week I'd probably say, Yeah, maybe loan him out and we bring in a, another striker, but I dunno. I feel like maybe he needs to have some minutes. It'll be silly to just waste him at Brighton, be a third mm. third choice striker where he's not really get, gonna get that many minutes. 
maybe we do loan him out. I don't know. It's a tough one. It is a tough one because you're asking me when he's just scored for us, aren't I, you? I know what I'd do. I'd keep him. I'd Did keep you? him just just simply simply because a numbers thing. Like again, let's say we did send him out on loan, and then unless we replaced him or yeah, I'm, for some reason I'm thinking that we're going to sign a striker because of the Zerbi's comments a couple of months ago. But maybe yeah, he's changed his mind. It's like, it's like I just feel like regardless, so even if we do bring someone in, I just don't think we we still light it at the up top. I just feel like we still need cover and numbers in attack. Well, like not in the wide areas or attacking midfield, centre midfield, whatever. A, a an actual solely, striker. Yeah, yeah, solely an actual striker. We've I got just, a lot I of just, inside forwards and wingers and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Thomas Armiantos and them lot. But, we, but like an, an actual number scorer, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Keep him. That's what I'd say. And hopefully, yeah, like you said, give him more minutes, give him more confidence. Hopefully, he can get on a bit of a run and, you know, get that magic back that he had at USG. And, mm. you know, potentially we could see him be a starter. Why not? You know, Ferguson sort of drifts off a little bit but again I thought I, I think Ferguson every time he's played he's been class so yeah. I would definitely I think he's definitely deserves his spot and mm. going forward he, he's the man for me but yeah it would be uh, interesting to see what Deserby's thoughts are now because like I said just a couple months ago he did say that he wanted to get a striker a couple mm. months ago do you reckon that's changed because of Ferguson's form again if I was the gaffer I would still get go out and get a striker, mm. even though Ferguson's done really well. When we he's, got the money, we got the money yeah. to do it. <laughs> we have. Yeah, I, I think we, I just I just want numbers. You know, like again, it's not about you know quantity over quality. Obviously, you want the quality more so than the quantity. Mm. But if that quality is injured all the time, <laughs> in yeah. i.e. Welbeck or you know a few other players, then what's the point? You need. You need to have that, like, and as Arsenal uh, fans are talking about now, like they're like, "Oh, let's go get Mudrik, let's go get this person, let's go," because they're worried about if one of Martinelli, Saka, or um, and as we've seen, Gabriel Jesus yeah, gets injured, mm. all they got is Enketia, and it's like the same with us. If Ferguson gets injured now, who who replaces it? Ferguson up top, Dennis Sundar, yeah. but then we're all that that he's like an Enketia to us, I suppose, like same sort of, well, not on the same level, fringe player. Yeah, like a free, yeah, that's thank you. That's what I was trying to look for. Then after, let's say Undav gets injured, then we literally have no one else because Welbeck's obviously out. Recall Connolly. Yeah, recall Connolly <laughs> from Hull. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that's I would definitely still go uh, with Deserby. Uh, don't stick with Deserby's comments and definitely go out and get a striker. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, and then final question, Ben, on the FA Cup. Uh, of course, we have got either Liverpool, Wolves, whoever wins that replay. Oh, that is so boring. That is a bit of a dead draw, isn't it? Um, getting a Premier League team in when you're in the but, FA Cup but Ben they're both playing terrible at the moment they're both mm. shit not shit that's a, that's a bad word yes, to yes, but they're both they're both poor at the moment Liverpool's struggling uh, massively even though they played pretty much a full strength side against Wolves and drew to all and then Wolves are like yeah languishing at the bottom obviously got a new gaffer in now in Lopetegui Lopetegu. Lopetegui Julian uh, Lopetegu yeah, but there's less chance of a cup set because we're playing against Premier League opposition. That's the only positive I can think of playing Liverpool mm. or Wolves. I, I'm actually not upset about that draw because, like really? I said, Liverpool. Oh, I Wolves, like playing. Both I'd love to play like Blackpool away, or I, mean, I suppose we played Blackpool <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. But if we got Wrexham away or Wrexham at home, that'd be really fun. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. That would no, be I, good. I, I, and, then, I, and then you get to I see like mean, and see okay. so start maybe, and you, instead of having to play your starting eleven, even though yes, maybe 20 minutes ago I did just say we've got enough players to have a good well yeah you could argue the middle of the team 11. you could argue the middle of the team was our first 11 with a few exceptions yeah um yeah 
No, I'll, I'll get I'll get what you're saying. Mm. Uh, it would have been fun. The, for the magic of the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, but then Ryan yeah, Reynolds question... was at, at the Amex, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what could you want? Get Deadpool at the Amex. Yeah, um, get Deadpool. And then final yeah, question to, to, to wrap us up then. Um, can we win the FA Cup? Or how far do you think we'll go? Um, we could go... Okay, if we get past this round, then there's a chance we could go far because... Let's yeah. So if we get through this round, we we beat Liverpool or Wolves. City have got Arsenal or Oxford. Chelsea are already out. Uh, I don't. United you know, have got Reading at home. Maybe United are in it, but there won't be that many big teams left in the competition mm. after this round. Yeah. Arsenal might go out. Liverpool might go out. City might go out if Arsenal beat them. You'd expect United to beat Reading. There's a chance we could go far. Um, there's a chance we could get semis, could go to Wembley. I think if we get past this round again, and get Matt, and get Carl Walker, heartbreak two point yeah, heartbreak um, headbutt two point headbutt two point nine, Ali Reza mate. Um, do you know what? I was thinking similar, like quarterfinals potentially. I think we'll get through the next round. You know, do I, you? I don't know what it is. I think Wolves and Liverpool, like I said earlier, I just don't think they're. They're up to scratch at the moment, either of them. Like, either of them. I wouldn't be fearful going into that game. Like, on paper, Liverpool's team, when I saw it against Wolves, I was like, wow, like, that's scary. Beat but then, yeah. Oh, no, they... I, thought, I thought it was beatable. But whenever oh, really? Virgil's not there, and I know Virgil's a bit of, like, a hit and miss recently, but, like... Well, yeah, this season's not been great. When they don't it? have him in the team, they seem to just, like, lack a leader, it seems. Other than Henderson, who's got 99 but, shouting. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, but they had, like, Gakpo, Salah, Nunes, uh, Thiago... Who else? Like, yeah, like, going also, forward, that four yeah. is pretty decent. Let's be on real. paper, yeah, but yeah, they on just paper. Haven't, obviously haven't been performing recently. So. No, exactly. But yeah, we're preempting as if it'll be Liverpool. You never know. Wolves could be the ones coming through. Mm. And they probably um, should have because of their VAR thing. That's yeah. insane. The yeah, fact yeah. that they didn't have a camera to see it and they had to rely it's on outrageous. human eyes. like That is outrageous. You're at Anfield, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and you don't have yeah. the camera angle to see it. Are you joking? Yeah, that's actually a shambles. It was and, a shambles. And... and that's the thing. VAR, that's when you get under, under the cosh because I, I'm all for it. I, I think you should VAR, see 100% of the pitch of your VAR. You shouldn't have, you should not be able to see the corner flag. It's a joke. It's, it's actually mad. And, it, and he's well on side as well, which was just yeah. an awful decision. But I think, like, I think we mentioned it last week, I think re- assistant referees now or, or lino, linesmen are getting very reliant on technology so they're not making the calls themselves because mm. surely the, the lino should be seeing that he should be seeing be like yeah like don't worry i've seen it it's definitely onside like i think he sort of just chopped his uh what's the expression basically he's not really concentrated properly and he's like oh don't worry a var will sort of, concentration yeah, yeah. lapse concentration <laughs> but, oh, don't worry var will help yeah. me out and then oh, uh, they won't yeah, <laughs> yeah the camera's broken lads uh brilliant. sorry yeah Terrific. brilliant but yeah um so yeah i think quarters Maybe even semis. I think Man City will go on. Probably will get to the final, and I think I think it'll be a Mac Derby. You know, if if it if they can, like if the table, you know, the, yeah. the draw will allow it. They'll meet. They'll meet at some stage. Oh, will they? No, I'm saying. Do you, I'm saying they will. That's, that's oh, what I, I don't they'll know meet. how the tree looks. Yeah, I they'll meet the at some. Looks. No, there's no tree. Is there? It's always a draw, isn't it? Um, Oh shit! So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of the World Cup, aren't I? Um, well, yeah, the tree. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, if they don't meet until the final, I think mm-hmm. it will be uh, a Mac Derby, I reckon. Because, yeah, Man-, Man City are strong, as we all know. And Man United are actually looking pretty decent, to be fair. Yeah, moment, signing so. Wick Horse, huge signing. Yeah. Getting rid of Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah. Harry Maguire. Um, right. Absolute pleasure, Ben. 
as per usual, thank you everyone for listening and watching and doing all this stuff. And as we said earlier, please do like, comment and subscribe. It does mean a lot and we really appreciate it. And give us your starting eleven for Liverpool as well. We want to hear that. Um, and comment yeah, keep streaming below. it. Comment below uh, the return of the Mac. We, yeah. we didn't have that last week, did we? Which will be the pod title. Which will be the Should pod be. title. So yeah, return of the Mac. Comments down below. Uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And we shall Potter see you out. For... <laughs> In a bit. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.